Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you may be listening here today. This is episode 16 of the Sports Analysis Podcast. This is your host, Craig Skiff, and today we are on the eve of the two most important games in the college football season. On New Year's Eve, we have two games that will determine who will play in SoFi Stadium on January 9th for a national championship. Get ready for the semifinals of the college football playoff. Our matchups are the Verbo Fiesta Bowl pitting number three TCU against number two Michigan. And in our nightcap, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl pitting the fourth-seeded Ohio State Buckeyes against the number one seed and the reigning national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. For the first half of this episode, I will preview TCU versus Michigan, and then in the second half, I'll take a deep dive between Georgia and Ohio State. Let us start off this preview and predictions episode with the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. And this is a very interesting matchup. On one side, you have the number three ranked TCU Horned Frogs looking for their first national championship since 1938. And that was the year that produced the school's only Heisman Trophy winner in Davey O'Brien, for whom the best QB in college for whom the award for best college football quarterback is named after. That's right. TCU hasn't won a national championship in nearly a century. They have their chance tomorrow. But standing in their way... is the hard-hitting, hard-nosed grinders known as the number two ranked Michigan Wolverines. Hard to believe this. But Sonny Dykes has become the first head coach to lead his team to the playoff in his first season as the head coach since Lincoln Riley in 2017 when he had Heisman winner Baker Mayfield leading the charge for the Oklahoma Sooners. I'll tell you what, his Heisman finalist of a QB in Max Duggan, what a season he had. But he's got his work cut out against that front seven of the Michigan Wolverines. Who even without stars Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo are still one of the best defensive units in the country. That goes back to coaching 
And what a job Jim Harbaugh has done. People wanted people in Ann Arbor wanted him fired after the 2020 season, which is really just a throwaway year for pretty much everyone involved. The last two years, he's beaten Ohio State convincingly, has won Big Ten championships the last two years, and he's back in the college football playoff for the second year in a row. This Wolverines team has a chance to do something that hasn't been done since 1997. And that is win a national championship. And even though it was a split national title, they more than earned their share when they won the AP National Championship with Heisman Trophy winning corner Slash safety, Charles Woodson. Kind of ironic. That the last time both these schools won a national championship were years in which one of their players won the Heisman Memorial Trophy. The Michigan Wolverines have a top 25 pass defense in the country. But they're going up against a QB that is 8th in the nation in YPA. Yards per attempt. Max Duggan averages over 9 yards per attempt in just this season alone. And think about the journey this guy was on, went through. He got beaten out for the starting job going into the season. Their starter went down due to an injury. Max Duggan came in, and it was off to the races. TCU started the year 12-0. and And I'm glad that they didn't hold, the committee didn't hold the Big 12 championship Loss to Kansas State against them. Because there was really no other teams that were really qualified to get into the playoff. In this year's format, we have three, we have two 13 other teams and two one loss teams. That's it. Every other team in the country has at least two losses. Michigan loves to run the football. That is a given with the identity that Jim Harbaugh has instilled in Ann Arbor. And when you look at yards per carry, the Michigan Wolverines are third best in the country at yards per carry at 5.64, which is really damn good when you consider these last two games, they've essentially Played them without their star running back, Blake Horam. But over the last two games, Donovan Edwards, number seven for Michigan, has come up huge for the Michigan Wolverines. Um, perhaps the biggest stage that you could ask for in the regular season at Ohio State in the horseshoe. Donovan Edwards 
with a cast on one of his hands. Had 22 attempts, 22 carries, for 216 yards and two touchdowns. And both TDs for the Wolverine that he scored were backbreakers. A 75-yarder to make it a two-possession game. And then an 85-yarder after the Wolverines had picked off C.J. Stroud in the red zone. To ice the game. And then four weeks ago in the Big Ten Championship game against Purdue, 25 carries, 185 yards, and a tutty. In his last two games, Donovan Edwards has 47 carries for 401 yards. Better than eight yards a carry and three touchdowns. TCU is near the bottom half of the country in yards per carry allowed at 4.1. That right now looks like a recipe for Michigan to just run the ball at will against TCU. Stranger things have happened, but on paper. It seems that is the case. One of the things that TCU is sneakily good at is running the ball. In terms of yards per carry themselves, they are 17th in the country in yards per carry at 5.23 yards per rush. And they average 200 yards rushing per game on the dot. So Kendra Miller could wind up being a key factor for TCU in this game. But you also but Michigan will also have to take into account the running ability of Max Duggan. As I said earlier, Max Duggan is 8th in the country in yards per attempt at 9.02. Very, very good. The TCU obviously runs it more often than they pass it. But don't discount that. Max Duggan can do it with his arm. And he can do it with his feet. You take his game-tying TD drive against Kansas State in the Big 12 Championship game. The dude had over 100 yards on the ground alone in that drive. Which was hampered by penalties. And they wound up losing that game by three points in overtime. TCU deserves to be in the college football playoff. No questions asked. And they have a sneakily good running game. That's highlighted by Kendry Miller. And with the legs of Max Duggan. 
one of the key matchups. How is that Michigan secondary going to handle Quentin Johnston of TCU? Quentin Johnston. is an absolute match-up nightmare. He may be second to his own teammate in Tay Barber in yards per catch, but he's still averaging 17 yards per reception. Got 53 catches for 903 yards. And like I said earlier, the dude is a matchup nightmare. 6'4, 215 pounds. Against Kansas State, he had four catches for 139. And three times against AP Top 25 teams this year, he's had at least 135 receiving yards. Including 14 for 206. Against then number 19 Kansas. This Michigan defense is going to be tested. By this very balanced TCU offense. They're going to have to deal with the dual threat ability of Max Duggan. A pretty damn good running back in Kendra Miller. And a matchup nightmare in Quentin Johnston. Kendry Miller is no slouch of a running back. On 216 carries, he had 1,342 yards. I can quick math for you. That's over 6 yards a carry in the Sunny Dice devised offense. That is pretty damn good. And his 6.21 yards per carry puts him at 20th in the country. But the Wolverines have the third best rush defense in the country. But despite the running offense that Michigan utilizes, these two teams are 5th and 6th in scoring per game this year. TCU 
ranks at number five at 40.3 points a game. Michigan ranks sixth in the country in points per game at 40.1. That pass defense of Ella of TCU, could it be a liability that allows J.J. McCarthy to really start cooking with Cornelius Johnson, Ronnie Bell, and Titans Luke Schoomaker, and budding freshman Colston Loveland. If that Michigan running game gives J.J. McCarthy the opportunity to get that vertical passing game going, we might be in for a shootout. We may be in for a, an old-fashioned Wild West duel in the Arizona desert. I think this game does end up being a Wild West shootout. Both of these teams are looking to end at decades-long national championship droughts. And only one of them will advance to the CFP National Championship game on January 9th at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. The biggest X factor to me in this game is Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy. Against Michigan, I for against Ohio State, I didn't think he would be dynamic enough to get the vertical passing game going against the Buckeyes. He proved me wrong. Averaged over 11 YPA against that same Buckeye squad. I don't think I'm going to be willing to doubt number nine in Maze and Blue. From Michigan. I'm not willing to doubt him this time. I think we are set up for an old-fashioned Wild West duel in the desert. My official prediction for this game... The number two Michigan Wolverines will come away with a 38-34 victory over the TCU Horned Frogs. Current betting lines having installed Michigan as a seven and a half point favorite. If I were a betting man, I would go over. 57 and a half points. And if you want to do a parlay, 
I would say TCU plus the seven and a half points. Unlike last year, when the Wolverines got off on the exact wrong foot against Georgia, that's not going to happen this time. Michigan is going to win this game. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than most people think. Just to reiterate one more time, my official prediction for the CFP semifinal Verbo Fiesta Bowl is number two Michigan, 38, number three TCU, 34. That will conclude my preview of the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. We'll take a quick break. But when we come back, it is time to, to preview our second CFP semifinal, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. So stay tuned. Okay, now that we have the Fiesta Bowl out of the way, let's take a deep dive into our second college football playoff semifinal matchup. This year, it is the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl pitting the number four seeded Ohio State Buckeyes against the number one seed and the reigning and defending national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. If you are the Ohio State Buckeyes, you have to still be fuming over what happened on November 26th in your home stadium in Columbus. They had Michigan playing a track meet. In the first half. It was 20-17 to 17 in favor of Ohio State at halftime. And then proceeded to fold like a house of cards. Getting outscored 28-3 in the second half. And giving up 237 rushing yards in that second half to the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan's defense played well against the Buckeyes in the second half of that game. And the task just does not get any easier. As they have to travel to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. To face the reigning national champions and the number one seed in this year's CFP. The Georgia Bulldogs. But 
Ohio State's defense, which was seen as a liability last year, came into this season as a as a strength. But it just it just did not matter against Michigan when they could do anything they wanted in that second half. For this Ohio State offense, it goes right through C.J. Stroud. And sophomore wideout, Marvin Harrison Jr. Who is arguably one of the best receivers in the country. And he's already proven himself to be the face of that Buckeyes receiving core. But Ohio State will have to contend with one of the best defenses in the country in Georgia. The Ohio State Buckeyes have the second best scoring offense in the country behind only the Tennessee Volunteers. And unfortunately, they went into Athens earlier this season. And honestly, they kind of got smoked. They kind of got smoked. And that was with a fully healthy Hendon Hooker leading the Volunteers into that game in Athens. If Georgia can hold Ohio State to 24 points or less, And really lean on that defense. Then they are winning this game. Walking away. All sets and bet their QB does. Is manage the game just enough to allow their two-headed monster. At running back. To be able to dictate the kind of offense and the type of game that Georgia loves to play. Which allows their two-headed attack of Kenny McIntosh and Dijon Edwards to really set the tone. this offense. They love to play possession football and then that allows their defense, when their possession offense is going, that allows that defense to really pin their ears back and truly disrupt their opponent's offense.
this Georgia team, it's not as dominant as their defense from last year. But it is still a national championship caliber defense. And that is what head coach Kirby Smart has done with the culture in Athens. When you look at this team, it all starts with their defense. They may not sack the quarterback all that often. But they can generate enough pressure at any time. Make those quarterbacks make careless mistakes that allow Georgia to give the ball back to their offense. And that's really the key for this matchup. The best way that the Georgia Bulldogs can beat the Buckeyes is to keep quarterback C.J. Stroud and wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. on that sideline. If they can do that, then Georgia should have no problem taking care of Ohio State. If this game becomes a track meet, It becomes a completely different ball game. Georgia's offense, while not as prolific as the Buckeyes of Ohio State, They are actually the 10th best scoring offense in the country at 39.2 points per game. So if need be, if this game does go to a, wind up becoming a shootout, Georgia may not get a lot of possessions, but they are extremely efficient. And one of the things that they do so well when they're on offense is convert on third down. They have the third best third down conversion percentage in the country at 51.6%. And they are the second best in the country at stopping opponents on third down at 26.7%. Ohio State is a top 15 defense when it comes to third down, when they allow just 30.5%. And third down conversion percentage, 
They are 20th in the country at 46.1. On 71 trips to the red zone. Where I'm leading in the red zone offense. Georgia. Is 48 of 71. In converting red zone possessions into touchdowns. 66.7%. Very damn impressive. Ohio State. They could not be able to find their way into the red zone against Michigan back in November. Four trips to the red zone. Just one touchdown. They have got to find a way to be able to penetrate into the red zone against Georgia. And speaking of red zone... They have allowed not just the fewest trips into the red zone. They've allowed the fewest touchdowns in the red zone, period. Teams that get in the red zone against Georgia are just... On average, one out of three times, going to punch it in for six. Correction, they've allowed just the second fewest red zone attempts. But they have given up the fewest touchdowns in the red zone of any team in the country. Like I said, Ohio State needs to get into the Georgia red zone and convert those opportunities into touchdowns, unlike what happened against Michigan in Columbus. They cannot allow they cannot allow themselves to get just field goals against Georgia. They have to find some way to turn those red zone possessions into touchdowns. Otherwise, it might very well be a long, long night in the capital city of the Empire State of the South. The three keys for Ohio State in this game. C. 
C.J. Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. are going to have to come up huge if the Buckeyes are going to have any chance to win this game. Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson, those two guys in the backfield, are going to have to come up with some big plays. And key number three, they have to do what they failed to do against Michigan last month. Turn red zone drives into touchdowns and not field goals. Try to make Georgia keep pace with the Buckeyes. This, right now, kind of has the makings of a potential blowout in favor of the champs. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to get his receiving yards, no question. This offense for Ohio State is going to repeat the mistake of what they did at home in Columbus against Michigan. I don't think they're going to be able to get into the red zone all that often. And when they do get there, they're not going to be able to turn those red zone possessions into six points. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Georgia finds a way to really slow this game down in their favor and make the Buckeyes play Georgia football. The one team that I see that could potentially give Georgia is Michigan. I've got... I have Michigan... Winning, defeating TCU in the Fiesta Bowl? I think Georgia is going to meet them in LA on Monday, January 9th. I think Georgia is going to win this game going away. The final score is my predicted final score for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl is number one, Georgia, 34. Number four, Ohio State, 20. And the last time the Buckeyes faced an SEC team in the playoff, they got railroaded by Devontae Smith and the Alabama Crimson Tide in the CFP National Championship game two years ago. I kind of see the same thing happening here. But instead of offense, it's going to be defense that's going to do the Buckeyes in. Just to reiterate, my official prediction for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl is Georgia 34, Ohio State 17. So my predicted matchup for the Dr. Pepper College Football Playoff National Championship game will be the number one seeded and reigning defending national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs, 
facing off against a second Big Ten school. This one, the number two seeded Michigan Wolverines. And in my opinion, we're going to have a 15-0 undefeated national champion. We are less than 24 hours away from the college football playoff semifinals. So get your popcorn ready. Get ready to lounge in your favorite seat. And enjoy the fireworks that are about to happen. In the prelude to ringing in the new year. And ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it. For episode 16 of the Sports Analysis Podcast. This has been your host, Craig Skiff, signing off for now. And be on the lookout for next week when I do my preview and predictions for the College Football Playoff National Championship Game. So until next time, be true to yourself, treat the people around you the way that you would like to be treated, and I'll catch you all on the flip side. So until next time, tune in and peace out.